Good evening, everyone. Well, my dear friends, well, first of all, on behalf of Bishop Burns and Bishop Kelly, typically on this Mass we have one of the bishops celebrating, but this evening they had an installation of the new president over at the University of Dallas, so they were unable to attend. So it's left to us to uh, welcome all of us, <laughs> all of you today on this feast day of all saints. It is our, our day. And as members of All Saints Parish, we should know, what does it mean to be a saint? Right? What does it mean to be a saint? And I was so happy when I asked the children at our school this morning at Mass, what does it mean to be a saint? And not one single student, and I asked a lot, because I was looking for the wrong answer, but I asked and asked, and they all gave me the right answers. But I was hoping that one of them would say, it means to be perfect. means to be perfect. And that is not the answer. That's what I used to think. Because when we read the stories of the saints, it seems like they never made a mistake. That everything they did was just great, perfect. In fact, even St. Francis de Sales, a saint, he even said, there's no harm to the saints if their faults are shown as well as their virtues. But great harm is done to everybody by the authors who slur over their faults. You know, just we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. Be it for the purpose of honoring the saints or through fear of diminishing or our reverence of their holiness. So the idea isn't to make these people, these saints, uh, weird in the sense that they were perfect. Nobody's perfect. But they were human, just like each and every one of us. So what does it mean to be a saint? A saint is someone who is a sinner and who knows that they are a sinner and that they need a savior. So then what is a sinner? A sinner is someone who thinks they're a saint. Huh? And that they don't need a savior. In fact, they don't even need to pray or even come to church. And when I heard that definition, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, this is, this is possible. So a saint is all of us. We are all sinners. But a saint is not weird, but he's, they are rare because they want to do something about it. They want to do something about it. They want to change their life. And sometimes the circumstances help them to change their life. If you remember in the Bible, one of the most famous saints is the good thief, right? Right before he dies on the cross next to Jesus, Jesus, because he does one good thing, Jesus says to him, remember, Today you will be with me in paradise. We don't even know his name. We don't know his age. We don't know where, he's come from, where he came from. But we only know that this person who was dying on the cross because of his sin, because of his mistakes, was going to be saved that evening because he was open to God's calling. And when I was reflecting on today... I was thinking about this one individual. There are two stories that I want to share with you. 
And one of them is this individual right now who is considered a servant of God. I love his story because he inspires, inspires me. And I think he would inspire all of us. This individual, his name was Jacques Fesch. And Jacques Fesch, actually, you can buy the, his book or the letters that he wrote in the Sacred Heart bookstore off of Coit. But Jacques Fesch, in 1957, a dreamer, 27-year-old, looking to change his life, went into a bank with a gun and tried to steal money and gold. And because of all the chaos, the confusion, the owner of the bank grabbed him. He started beating him with his revolver, bludgeoned him, left him nearly dead, ran out of the bank with a bag of money and gold, ran down the street. People were chasing after him, calling him. And a police officer heard the the screams and the yelling, ran towards the guy. Jacques Fesch turned around, and with his gun, he shot the police officer and killed him. This is 1957. Another police officer, you know, grabbed him, wrestled him. He shot the police officer, but luckily he missed, and he was arrested. Because of the death of the police officer, Jacques Fesch was sentenced to die by guillotine. 1957. The French still used the guillotine, right? While he was in prison, the Catholic chaplain asked to see him, and he refused. He said, what are you doing here? I do not believe in God. And the chaplain said to him, I'll be back tomorrow. And he went back the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And Jacques Fesch was truly blessed because then his lawyer that was appointed to him turned out to be a devout Roman Catholic as well and shared with him his faith. Finally, months later, he began to open up. And he began to share his life. And he began to show some remorse for what he had done. And it was horrible because when he was arrested and brought before the the judge, the judge asked him, do you have any remorse for what you did? And And Jack Fesch said to him, the only remorse I have is that I didn't have a machine gun. That's the only remorse. But little by little, with people of faith surrounding him, he began to change his life. So much so that he began to write these beautiful letters of conversion, of change. He asked for forgiveness from the police officer's family. He changed the way he spoke. He lived his life. Everything, everything. A new different man. And when the moment came for his execution, people begged the judge, the president even of France, to commute his sentence. Nothing, no change, nothing. And he was executed. But his letters and his stories show such a deep devotion to our Lord and Our Lady, especially Our Lady, that his cause of beatification is now open. And someone asked the Cardinal of Paris what Jacques Fesch would be if he became a saint. Would he become the patron saint of revolvers? 
you know. And the cardinal said, no, he would be the patron saint of second chances. The patron saint of second chances. And so that I had prepared my homily this morning on this man's story. But then, later on in the day, I read an article. And it really moved me. And it was by this man named Stephen Romo. Stephen Romo is actually a reporter here in Texas. I don't know where because the article doesn't say. But he's an, an anchorman. And so he received this article a few days ago about a couple that was arrested after kids found in cockroach-infested home. And when he read this article, well, when he saw the title, he froze. Because this young man, Stephen Romo, unknown to any of his friends, had grown up in exactly the same environment. His house was, he said, our house was filled with thousands of cockroaches. So many that when I went to school and opened up my backpack, cockroaches would be crawling out. They grew up in a house that was full of filth. Eight dogs, chihuahuas. None of them potty trained, nothing. Pee, poop on the floor, And it always caused him great shame to tell anybody how he had grown up. And when the news organization would ask for pictures when they were young because they were doing a scrapbook or something like that, he says that he would have to take the proof of the school pictures, right? You know how the school, how the company always sends proofs and you buy the, you know, you buy them? Well, they would send the proofs and that's all they would get. And so he would take a picture and he would have to you know, make it larger so that the, the, the word proof would be knocked out. But he would smell, and kids would make fun of him. And when I'm reading this article, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. I remember in high school, a young man who smelled so bad as if he had never taken a bath. And we would make fun of him all the time. Why don't you take a bath? You stink. Can't believe you. You pig. What a pig you are. Never even imagining what he could be going through. Of course, we couldn't imagine. What, don't you have water? (laughs) Don't you have a mom and a dad? Don't you have a family? Stop being so, you know, um, cheap. We could never have imagined. And how we used to torment this young man in high school. What makes this, this individual, Stephen Romo, I would love to meet him. What makes him interesting is that he was able to overcome all that. And even forgive his mother, who turned out to have been abused when she was a child from a relative, and her father, and his father, his father, who worked here and there and drank and everything else. But he was able to forgive his mother and his father. Yeah, saints are not weird people. They are rare. They are rare. Because what you notice and begin to notice in so many of the saints 
is this willingness to continue, to persevere, to believe that there is good in this world and to never give up on hope or on faith or even in love, never. And that's what these saints do so well. Regardless of what they've gone through in their life, regardless of the mistakes that they made, they are willing to get over it, which is something that comes very difficult for me and maybe even for you. So for all those saints that we know and the saints that we don't even know, we honor them today because they are truly a wonderful example of not only the human spirit, but what faith, hope, hope, and love can do for us. Amen? Amen.